Welcome to Shatterproof. I am your host, Todd Callahan. You can connect with me on Instagram at Pastor Todd Callahan. You can download our app by searching your app store or your Google Play store and searching Ignite Church VT, or you can connect with us online at ignitechurchvt.com. You don't want to miss this episode. Share this podcast. Share this episode. It is going to be an incredible conversation. You do not want to miss it. We are in a cultural battle right now for many of the things that God is wanting to release to each and every one of us. And I believe all over the culture right now, there's three categories that you can begin to see. There are those that are failing. There are those that are surviving. And there are those that are thriving. And I'm not going to read all of this, but I want you to, to if you get a few moments, just, just read Judges chapter 6. But I'm going to just mention verse 12, where it says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him, talking to Gideon, and said to him, The Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. Then Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all of this happened to us? Where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Now, I've heard so many Christians, so many people that that are walking with God say, how can God let this happen in this culture right now? Well, if, if what the word of God says, that he's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, then I believe that what's happening in our culture right now, God is going to work out for the benefit of those who are running with him in faith, believing that every word that is it has gone forth, every proceeding word is going to return to God full of what he sent it to do. I believe that we are in the greatest season for miracles, for signs, for wonders, for, for incredible moves of God. But there are three categories of people right now. There are those that are failing, those surviving, and there are those that are thriving. And God told them, go with what you have and rescue Israel, Israel from the hand of Midian. I believe that the people of God are about to rescue a lost and dying culture. All of this woke garbage that we see all over social media and in the news right now that's being spearheaded pretty much by Disney all over the, the nation. I believe that God's people are going to begin to take their rightful place for such a time as this. We were born for this moment. And when this angel of the Lord confronts Gideon, he finds the people hiding in the threshing floor, accepting failure and barely surviving. That cannot be the 2022 church. It is time for the people of God to stand upon the word of God and to go be salt and light in the midst of some of the greatest darkness that I've ever seen in my, in, in my life's history. These people were afraid to confront and they were afraid to thrive. They were giving all of their harvest over to the Midianites and all of the marauders around that region. Let me suggest this to you. You are what you tolerate. And today's complacency is becoming tomorrow's captivity. And they embraced this most motif of failure, and they did nothing about the fact that they would sow and sow and would prepare the field only to have it stripped away from them. Everything that they sowed for was taken away. Now, I say that to say this. If you were like me and you're in your, you're in your 40s, maybe you're in your 30s, maybe you're in your 60s or your 70s or your 50s, but somewhere along the, your, your life's journey, you saw another generation sow into the culture. You saw them make kingdom deposits. You saw them evangelize and you saw them go to other nations and spread the gospel. We cannot let those 
those decades and those seasons of sowing into this culture, into this earth, into generations. We cannot let that fall by the wayside because we tolerate complacency. There are three types of people in this world, those who are failing, those who are surviving, and those who are thriving. Every single person on the planet can fall into one of those categories. In the kingdom, in the body of Christ, you are either permitting what belongs to you to be taken away, or you are embracing this motif of just getting by and kind of ignoring what's happening in culture. And maybe you're barely making it week after week and you don't have the energy and the effort to put into to taking the territory and, and becoming an influence in the sphere that God's given you. And now that's become your motto. I'm just trying to get by every day, day by day. So you're either in Egypt or in the desert or in the promised land. But Jesus was not born to a virgin, baptized in the Jordan and crucified on that cross as we celebrate this resurrection season and rose from the tomb and ascended to heaven so that we would just fail or survive. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of Man, the Son of the living God, the way, the truth, and the life, in 2022, he came down not so that you and I would fail or just get by. He paid the price so that you and I, you and I would have a life and have it more abundantly. Well, how can we live an abundant life with inflation at eight, eight and a half percent and gas prices are, are soaring and food prices are high and we're facing a food shortage? How can we thrive in that culture? You, were, you and I were born for this moment. Don't look at culture and allow culture to determine what thriving looks like. Don't allow the culture to dictate to you what success looks like. He paid the price not only for your family to, to, to be successful, um, uh, you know, and, and not for your family just to thrive. He paid the price for you to do nothing less than thrive. The word of God wasn't sown into the earth for seed to fall on rocky or infertile soil and not produce in 2022 and beyond. Jesus can't come back for a failing church or a church that's barely making it and it's crippled. He's coming back for a glorious church that's thriving. The majority of people in church in America, I would venture to say, are not, necessar- are not really thriving. They're, they're just kind of surviving. The vast majority of people in church today have a survival mentality because they're watching mainstream news, they're addicted to social media, and this is why many people in the church see those who are trying to thrive as having OCD or people who can't relax or enjoy life. If I hear that one more time from people, Pastor, you, you know, you're working too much, you got too much, too much going on, you need to just relax. Listen, I do rest and I have my seasons of downtime. But if I sit and just do nothing, then I am ineffective in my calling. That is culture that's telling you to sit down and just enjoy life and be ineffective and just relax. You know why they're telling you that? Because the the people who are telling you that are the ones who are working hard to lead you in places you probably don't want to go. That's why we're seeing this woke culture take place all over America Whoever said those trying to thrive in what God has given them have to drink and become inebriated and go out every single Friday night to be happy and to be happy. Well, you can't miss happy hour. You got to be at happy hour. And it's not that the survival season is bad. It's that the survival season uh, uh, turns into a stage and people get stuck there because listen, we all go through seasons of survival. 
2007, when the housing crisis happened, we had been flipping homes in Florida. We didn't see it coming. We lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we we got into a a, a, a difficult season um, in that period of time in our life. But it taught us a lot of things, and there were a lot of people that you know didn't really uh, make it through everything that that was happening in that season of life. But I'm grateful that we did because it taught us a lot of things. And there's a difference between life and an abundant life. And I'm okay and I'm more than a conqueror. Between enough and more than enough. Between full and overflow. Between making it and conquering it. Between existing and shining. Between rhetoric and action. Between speaking faith and bearing fruit. Between having a dream and living out a vision. Between surviving and thriving. And we had to learn that in that season where we were going through some, some, some very heavy warfare and some very difficult financial experiences. You got to understand that today's attack just might be tomorrow's advantage. So there's a huge difference between existing and living. And God did not create you just to take up and occupy space. So why are we here? Why are we here in 2022 fighting the values fighting the morality of heaven, fighting the absolute truth in what we believe in as Christians, as people of, of, of character and integrity who are unwilling to compromise the truth of the word of God. And we have a real fear of God, understanding that there are kingdom consequences to ungodly decisions. You are here by divine appointment to hear from heaven And the seed of the word of God must continue to be released in the earth, even when all of this garbage is happening around us. And if you read the rest of the passage, the angel not only tells Gideon um, um, it's over, he actually tells him that he will never go back to that season again. And I believe that we as believers have to get to a place where the season of failure comes to an end. And this may be an outrageous declaration, but anything prophetic usually is. But I, I, I want to declare over your life that when we break this cycle of failure, when you break this cycle of failure, we as a church, you as a family, we as a people in this culture will never live in failure again. And failure will never occupy your life ever again. I know, right? What audacity to make that kind of statement. But we've got to declare that you will never live in failure and failure will never live in you ever again. See, faith can't fix what you refuse to work. Faith can't fix what you won't work. We can sit here in our spiritual lazy boys and turn on Fox News or if you watch the Communist News Network, CNN, if you watch that, whatever you listen to, whatever you get your information from, wherever you get those resources from what happening, what's happening in culture, you can't sit back in your spiritual lazy boy and say, God, please help it all go away. God's going to say, get up out of your seat and put your faith to work and go impact the culture. We need Christians in the, pe- in the body of Christ, people of God, to stand up and begin to carry out the truth of the kingdom into a godless culture. So where are you sowing your seed today? What, what, what line of ground are you sowing today? What kind of ground are you today? What lines are you putting in the ground? When you live in denial, you will be waiting for deliverance in a situation that requires discipline. 
Are you waiting on God to cancel your debts or are you making plans to pay them off? What kinds of lines have you put in the ground? I'm amazed by people who say, well, I'm in financial trouble. And I said, well, how many credit cards do you have? Well, I've got, you know, five, six, seven credit cards. And, and I look at them and I say, and I bet they're all maxed out. And they put their head down and they say, yeah, they're maxed out. And I say, why do you keep using the credit cards? Because it's my only way to survive. Why can't you pay off the credit card, cut them up, stop using them? And then the cash that you're making payments on these cards with, you can now save and put towards staying you know, financially free and, and, and staying debt free. They don't think they can get out of the hole that they've dug themselves into. But Jude 124 says, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blame this with great joy. Breaking a cycle that causes failure in your life. It, listen, it's not just for you. It's for your children and your grandchildren. You are teaching them values. You are teaching them principles. I'm amazed at how many Christians don't understand how to manage their money because they never read about money in the scripture. They don't realize that, uh, you know, th there, there was a time where the Bible talks about where Jesus was sitting and he was watching the exchanges happen in the, in the, uh, uh, in the temple. He was watching all of this take place just to see their countenance as they begin to exchange money, just to see the attitude in which it was all done with. But I believe that we are changing course as a country, as a nation, and 2022 is a pinnacle year. And I believe that you and I are never, as the people of God, are never going to live in failure ever again, and failure will never live in you again. And the generational bloodline will be free from this curse as well. I believe it's going to break in this generation. I believe it's going to break in this culture. Failed dreams, failed integrity, failed relationships, it is is over. So I want to decree and, to, and establish over your life and stand upon the word that as for me and my house, we will never live in failure and failure will never live in us ever again. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but you will never live in failure and failure will never live in you again. But the problem is we can't get stuck in survival mode. We all have to go through a season of surviving to get to the place of thriving, and you have to go through Egypt to get to the promised land. Your faith is not measured by how you respond to when heaven falls on you. Your faith is measured by how you respond when hell stands right next to you. And when light stands next to darkness, light always wins. But we are all survivors. If you've never gone through anything before, I want, you know, I, I want to, I want you to email me and just, you know, call me up and, and, you know, let me know what your secret is. If you've never gone through any type of situation or circumstance before, we've all been through stuff. As a matter of fact, your testimony is proof that the devil is a liar. I mean, the past two years, we've all been through significant challenges. We've all been through significant trials and tribulations. I mean, some, some have been very significant, at least speaking for me personally. I'm not talking a, you know, a headache or a migraine or a pimple on your face that grew in the wrong spot. I mean, you went through something so horrible that it should have taken you out. That you look back on it and you say, if it wasn't for the grace of God, where would I be? It should have wiped you out. But you're still here. Why are you still here? Your testimony is proof that the devil is a liar. He said you would never survive the past two years, you would never survive the situations and the circumstances that you went through 10 years ago. You would never survive that flood, but you're here. He said you would never survive the fire, but you're here. He said you would never make it, but you're here. You survived. Isaiah 43 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And though, and, and through the rivers, rather, they will not overflow. When you walk through the fire, 
you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. But some of us, according to the plan of the enemy, you should have been taken out. Some of us, according to Satan's plan, should be sitting behind bars right now. Some of you should be in a hospital room right now. Some of you should be buried with a tombstone over your head right now. But you're listening to Shatterproof. You're listening to this podcast. And you and I are alive on the face of this earth right now because Jesus has a plan for your life. Not for you to fail. Not for you just to survive but for you to do nothing less than to thrive. Matter of fact, you know why you and I are here in 2022? Because the purpose of God is greater than the brokenness of man. This is why Washington, D.C. will not fix the problems that are happening in our culture right now. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will not fix what's happening in America right now. I don't care if you're Democrat, Democrat, Republican, Independent. I don't care what, who you're putting all of your hope in in government. It's not going to be fixed until the government of heaven is released by God's people in the earth in a way to where we do not compromise the truth and the values and the morality of heaven. And we stand against every principality of darkness. That's why we praise the way we praise. You don't praise the way you praise because of your ethical makeup. You don't praise the way you praise because of the way you were brought up and it's a learned behavior. I've seen people, no matter the color of their skin and no matter the degree of schooling and the diplomas they got hanging on their wall, the size of your praise is directly proportional to the magnitude of the hell that God takes you out of. And if God took you out of a little bit of hell, then you learn to give God a little bit of praise. But if he saved you, if he's healed you, if he's delivered you, and he's set your feet on solid ground, then you will learn to give God your highest and biggest praise. If you're going through something that you've never experienced before, it's because you're going to see something that you've never seen before. America and this and, and the nations around the world have not we have not seen this in this generation. That's because this generation is about to see a move of God that it's never seen before. Sometimes you have to go through in order to get to. Joseph, you know the story, he had to go through the pit to get to the palace. The Israelites went through the wilderness to get to the promised land. And God will get you to where he wants you so that you can fulfill your destiny. Well how can I say that? Did Joseph stay in the pit? Did Daniel stay in the lion's den? Did Jonah stay inside the whale? Did Jesus stay in the tomb? Well, guess what? We're not staying in this stagnant, complacent, godless, immoral culture that we are in right now either. We're coming out and we're going to see the greatest move of God that our modern day generation has ever seen. There are going to be books written about 2022, 2021, 2020, because the people of God stood for truth and righteousness. Listen, surviving is okay if you go through it, but you can't stay stuck there. You don't, you don't sign a long-term lease there and you don't build a stage there, build a house. You don't get comfortable in the surviving stage. There is no such thing as comfortable Christianity. I know there is to some, and some pastors like to stay in that realm of comfortable Christianity, but there was nothing comfortable that Jesus did. There's nothing comfortable inside the kingdom. But when you get the kingdom, because you're willing to fight for the morality of heaven, you get righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. You need to always be going from glory to glory to glory to glory leveling up because thriving is different from surviving because surviving is about getting blessed and thriving is about you becoming the blessing. You got to get to a place in your journey with God to where you are the one that's releasing the blessing, not sitting there waiting for someone to bless you. We've got to get rid of this entitlement attitude that you have to be given everything. That, that's culture. That's American culture. That's 
that's, that's, that's cultures from different kingdoms, not God's kingdom. You need to position yourself to have life and have it abundantly so you have some to give away. Surviving is where you spend all of your time saying, God, answer my prayer. Surviving is where you go to God in that secret place and you're like, you know, you know, you, you're like a beggar on the side of a street begging and, and, and just, you know, trying to convince God to do something. Thriving is where you say, I know I'm a child of the king. God, make me the answer to somebody else's prayer. Surviving is where God changes you. Thriving is where because of the Christ in you, you change the world around you. You have to learn to thrive with who you are because of God. Now, what do I mean by that? This guy's in a pit, a threshing floor, and the angel shows up while he's hiding. He's fearful, he's timid, he's scared, he's afraid, doesn't know what's going to happen. Angel shows up and calls him a mighty warrior. It doesn't say you will one day become a mighty warrior. The angel shows up and defines him as he is in his current state. You cannot thrive until you know who you are in Christ. You just can't. So what, what truly defines you? Are you defined by your past? Are you defined by the culture? Are you defined by wokeism? Are you defined by your circumstances or what people say about you? You are not defined by what surrounds you. You are defined by God's spirit inside of you. You are not defined by your circumstances. You are defined by his covenant. You are not defined by the hell you go through. You are defined by the heaven you are on your way to. You are not defined by your failures. You are defined by God's forgiveness. You are not even defined by what you do for God. You are defined by what God already did for you. The cross defines me. The upper room defines me. The blood of Jesus defines me. His proceeding word defines me. I am defined by Christ alone. So right now, the church in America is going through a stage of identity moratorium, which means the church doesn't really truly know who they are or who she is. We're acting like Elijah hiding from Jezebel. We're so afraid of what somebody may say about us if we preach truth and live out the truth. The gospel is for everybody. This is why you cannot water down and sugarcoat the gospel. You cannot have a Cinnabon gospel. You cannot sit there and tickle everybody's ears. You cannot make everybody feel good so that they keep coming back to church. You've got to preach the truth of the word of God and let the conviction of the Holy Spirit bring them into a place where they receive Christ as their Lord and Savior and they are open to hearing the truth for the changing that needs to take place in their life. You've got to begin to share the word of God like it is. Just like I say, I got to preach it like it is and let the word of God cut down like it will. God didn't call us to change the book. He called us to preach it. Today's church is producing passionate people with empty heads who are in love with the Jesus they don't know very well because they've created a version of Jesus, a cultural version of Jesus that they like. They don't really like the Jesus of the Bible, so they create a version of Jesus that they like, and that's the Jesus they serve. But listen, I don't care what the culture says. I'll, I will not stay silent so people can stay comfortable. So we're living religious faith narratives competing in the marketplace of ideas. Are we a feel-good feel apparatus for the spiritually impaired? Are we a people with a set of unrelatable values that are no longer applicable in the world of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, and TikTok? Who are we? We need to stand and, 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 and be that city set on a hill, that light of the world, people of the world, salt and light. We're prophetic. We're not pathetic. We're disciples and witnesses and Christ followers. We are apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We are children of the cross, the fruit of the empty tomb, the product of the upper room. 
You are the redeemed of the Lord, the sheep of his pasture. You're listening to this podcast, and I want to let you know that you are called and chosen. You are a warrior and a worshiper. You are a world changer, a history maker, and a territory taker. We are the people of God. We are the church of Jesus Christ, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. You don't, you don't fight against flesh and blood. We're not fighting Disney. We're not fighting all of those people that represent ungodliness and immorality. You are fighting principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. We are born again, blood-washed children of the living God, and you and I in 2022 and beyond will thrive because of the Christ in us who is the hope of glory. Some people spend their lives crying over what they don't have rather than giving God praise for what they do have. Don't spend your life chasing what God separated and took you away from. If God took it away, let it go. If God removed it, he will replace it with something exceedingly abundantly above anything you could ever imagine or ask for. You've got to learn to let it go, and you've got to learn to thrive with what God has given you to work with. You may think you are the weakest example in your family. You know, God does not call the perfect. He calls the willing. I don't care what your thoughts are of yourself. Get in the word of God and find out what God calls you, who God calls you. He does not call the one who has it all. He will call the one who's willing to surrender it all. And I'm telling you right now that you you will not die until you see all of God's promises fulfilled in your life. If you will walk under the mandate of heaven and, 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 and allow the command and the covenant of God to carry you into your future. You will live to see all of God's promises fulfilled in your life. You'll see your children saved, your grandchildren saved. You've got to say, I will not die until I see all of God's promises fulfilled in my life. Just like Psalm 118, 17 says, I will not die, but live and tell of the works of the Lord. You are alive at this hour to do nothing less than to thrive. You need to know who you are, what you have, and what you're meant to do. Judges 6, 24, then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and named it, the Lord is peace or shalom. Thriving people build peace. The Lord tells you that it's going to be all right and that you'll, you'll live to see the promises of God in your life and they'll come to fruition. And I believe that God is telling us in this season of chaos all around the nation, especially here in America. Well, we see it in other countries around the world, but this is a season of peace for the people of God because we are going to fulfill and walk out every covenant We are going to fulfill the mandate of God that he's called us to as a generation for such a time as this. Peace, safety, tranquility, prosperity, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation where nothing is missing, nothing is broken. Everything that God is desiring for his people is going to be released. So I speak peace over your family, wherever you are right now, peace over, over your church, over your ministry, over your job, over your finances, over your life, over your mind right now, that nothing will be missing and nothing will be broken. Your season of failure is over. Your survival season is over. Maybe you've been mourning. Maybe you've been weeping. But I believe that the God that changes mourning into dancing is telling you to put your dancing shoes on because you are about to dance like you've never danced before. See, his father messed up and built an altar to Baal. That's what we call the altar of expediency. So Gideon deals the, you know, he deals the prophetic right next to the pathetic. He tears down the altar of Baal, which are the things we, we build when we're under pressure from the enemy or we're under pressure from culture. Culture wants you to serve it. 
Culture wants you to bow your knee to it. And we dare to sacrifice our purpose and truth at that altar. His father did that. And the Lord told him to tear that one down. There was a poll, as you read this passage of scripture, if you go read this story in, in, the, in the word of God, there's this poll that was called the Asherah poll that would remind the Israelites that they were in captivity, dedicated to a pagan God. But the poll was a reminder. It was a declaration of war. So Gideon says, I like your altar that, you know, that, that, that peace thing really works for me. You see that poll the enemy constructed? The Lord said, cut it down. So Gideon cut it down to let the enemy know he was not failing or surviving. He was now thriving. So he cut it down. And God told him, no, 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 no. Don't, don't throw it away. I want you to cut down what the enemy created and use it to fuel your fire. Because everything the devil has created to stop you, you're going to have to cut it down to fuel your fire. Every time someone tries to stone your harvest, every time someone tries to kill your joy, it's got to be payback time. You've got to cut down that Asherah pole in your life and use it to fuel your destiny in God. Don't put a price on your destiny. Put a praise on it. You may have gone through a season of reduction so that you could get to a season of multiplication. Maybe the past two years have been detrimental to your to your to your faith, to your finances, to your future. Maybe you feel like God's forgotten you, but we are going to have the most victorious future as a people of God if we will take the territory that he's given us. We've got to take territory for the kingdom. Sometimes you have to be broken from the inside out so that the light on the inside can be seen from the outside and God will break you so that what is in you will flow out of you and you will thrive. I'm telling you right now, as, as, as serious as, as this perspective looks in our culture right now, God is setting up the people that he has called, the people that he has ordained. You and I have been set up for this season, for this moment, for this time and culture. We cannot get complacent. We cannot sit back in our spiritual lazy boys and just expect God to fix it all by himself. Listen, he went down and he, when he said it is finished, he went down and said at the right hand of the father, but he gave you and I all power, all authority. He gave us the keys of the kingdom to, in, in a territory in which to use all of that stuff he gave us. Now it's our responsibility to put all of that to work and to go be an influence to the kingdom so that his kingdom can bring about the greatest move of God that our generation has ever seen. I believe we're on the brink of it. I believe we're on the cusp of it. It's time for you and I to take territory. You are not thriving. If you're not thriving, then you're surviving and you're failing. It's time for you to lay those other two. Failing, failure, and survival are not options. It's time for you to release those things, and it's time for you to thrive in every sphere, in every command of God that he's giving you, in every step that he's ordered for your life. It's time for you to thrive and fulfill all of that. The time is right now. Stop waiting for culture to give you permission to do what God has ordained you to do. Listen, I love you. You're shatterproof. God has destined you and created you and I for such a time as this. Go and be a light. Be that city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. It's your time to change the world. I love you. I'll connect with you on the next episode of Shatterproof. Connect with me on Instagram at Pastor Todd Callahan. You can download our app by searching your Google Play Store or your App Store and searching Ignite Church VT, or you can follow us online at IgniteChurchVT.com. Listen, I love you. I'll connect with you on the next episode of Shatterproof.